Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. Hey, Travis, how about I trade you one of these uh, Laguanitas that I'm drinking over here for one of your Blue Mountain Coors Lights? That's Travis the Beard. I think I think that would be a net gain, but I just wanted to reinforce the fact that Auden Tate is not an NFL caliber That's gross. I'm John Non-Proxy Hogue, and this is Super Flexible Trade Show Edition. We're talking about trade polls that have been sent to our various Twitter accounts. By the way, you can send those trade polls to at SuperFlexTrades, at SuperFlexPod, or each, any one of us individually. James is at DFF underscore the brain. Travis is at TravisNFL. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. Send those trades to us. We can retweet them. We can help you get more votes, help you get more comments. And we can do a show just like this one where we get to talk about them right here on the Super Flexible Podcast. So let's jump right in, guys. I've got an interesting one for you, I believe. So this is this came from our friend Do or Dynasty, at Do or Dynasty on Twitter. This is a 10-man PPR, two-quarterback league. Quarterbacks get six points for touchdown passes. So this is David Johnson for Cam Newton and pick 1.06. I have a feeling I have a feeling John that you're going to go with Cam and the 106 here. Correct? Wrong. Six, two quarterbacks, 6 point touchdowns. Wrong. 6 point passing touchdowns that does not help Cam Newton's game at all versus 4 point passing touchdowns. He's still a quarterback um, where you need two of them. He still throws touchdown passes. Sure. <laughs> sure. You can't tell me, though, that Cam Newton, if you were to compare Cam Newton in a four-point passing touchdown league and a six-point passing touchdown league, that he would be valued equally. That's not true. You, you know that. Not among quarterbacks, exactly. but among players, yeah. Okay. I mean, he still gets extra points for every time he throws. I a think I pass. think that you are forgetting how good David Johnson is. Oh, I don't trust me. David Johnson is my number one running back, or number two running back behind Le'Veon Bell in Dynasty. Okay. This is a two quarterback league. I I understand that. I'm, and I'm taking I'm taking touchdown? David Johnson here, man. Ugh, you're nuts. All right, James. Well, I tell you what, um, the poll, uh, there was a poll that uh, that had this trade on it, and the poll pretty much two to one agreed yeah. with Travis and uh, David Johnson. So I don't feel so bad going against Travis yes, here because you. I would take Cam and the pick. And I tell you what, it, John, you, you actually commented on it and said that you would take Cam over David Johnson yep. without the pick. Silly nonsense. And I think that's Silly totally nonsense. insane. Yeah, I need the pick. Give me the 1.06. At least let me be able to try to replace David Johnson. In a super flex league, I'm hoping that a couple owners before me need a quarterback. Maybe I can get Nick Chubb or maybe I can get a Sony Michelle or whoever whoever you, you're high on at that point at running back and maybe you can replace some of the value. But I, yeah, I just... I, I'm higher on Cam Newton than most. I, I think he's a consensus top five dynasty quarterback. He's young, and in a super flex league, 
I'm going to value him just because I think he'll be around longer than David Johnson. But, dude, this is this is a closer trade than I think either of you give it credit for. I think it's really close either way. But I would side with Cam in the 1.06 personally. To me, this startup draft should be – the entire first round should be quarterbacks, including Cam Newton. There's just way, way too much of a premium on the quarterback position. And that's Wait. that's why I've got Cam Newton over David Johnson straight up. Did you just did you just say in a startup draft that the entire first round should be quarterbacks? Yeah, in a two quarterback league where with six point for touchdown passes. In a passes, startup, yeah, startup draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, entire absolutely. first round. Yeah, you have to start two quarterbacks. Oh my god, dude, you're so insane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's too much for yeah. me. Even I, there's you, no way. This isn't super flex. You don't get to, to throw a running back into that that second. You're telling spot. me you would draft it has twelve to be a quarterback. quarterbacks over any other skill position yes. player. Correct. All right, dude, who is your quarterback? I honestly, 12, I honestly think that just you have just proven yourself wrong to all of our listeners who are listening right now your point am i, your, am I point getting that you're making, right now the point you're making is completely invalidated <laughs> by what you're saying right now look at the scoring on that man it six point for yeah. passing touchdowns top tw- you have to have two quarterbacks and every single one of them is going to score in the neighborhood of 20 points per game guaranteed so, so are you telling me that, okay, so your quarterback 12, let's say it's, I don't know, what do you think, Matt Ryan, somewhere around there, you're taking Matthew Matt Stafford, Ryan, probably. Matthew yes. Stafford, you're, you're taking Matthew Stafford over yeah, Odell Beckham? I am. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's <laughs> I absolutely insane am. Me. That's insane. I absolutely am. How do you not? <laughs> Because if Matthew Stafford is going to be in the top, let's say he's 12th in scoring. Let's say you nail your top mm-hmm. 12, right? There's probably not going to be a huge difference between 12 and 16 or 17 or 18 or 20 because all the quarterbacks are going to score high. So, like, I want an edge at that position of wide receiver, and I'll get I'll get a quarterback later. Like, I, there's no way I could, I could justify doing it. I don't know. Okay, but, I mean – you have to you still have to get two of those quarterbacks and if you know i'm I'm considering this Mm -hmm. a snake draft i'm assuming that this startup is a snake draft if you don't take a quarterback in the first round you take one of these other guys then all of a sudden you're you're at a disadvantage compared to the rest of your league who did take quarterbacks and so now you're looking at best case scenario you know you're you're getting especially if you draft early in that first round like the best case scenario is you know the number 20 quarterback falls to you in with your second pick and then all of a sudden you're looking at starting you know case keenum and tyrod taylor but hey you've got david johnson you've got odell beckham yeah I, i guess here's my thing i don't have a huge issue with you saying maybe the top five players should be quarterbacks I, I even though I I don't know how I feel about it I think I would I would be okay with that statement, um, but I, I when you start looking at pick ten eleven twelve, there's no way I mean I'm taking one of those guys maybe I take a quarterback with my second round pick but I I, I still like I I mean you look at last year you're you're saying that you're going to take one of those top twelve guys well that's great but what if they don't hit. 
you know, like I, I guess that's my thing is that, you know, last year you could have gotten Case Keenum later in the draft and you'd have been fine, uh, whereas if you drafted Aaron Rodgers early, you were in trouble. So I guess my thing is, is that you're, you're investing a lot of capital in those quarterbacks, but you better hope that you're right on them. Um, well, Ke- you know, especially late in the first round where, you know, you, you could really look at getting a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. that I think the wide receiver position is more consistent year in and year out. So I don't, I don't know. And, and not to mention the fact that when do you start – Where's where's Tom Brady and Drew Brees in this? You know, like where do you start taking guys over some of the aging veterans before then? Like I, I don't know. I to me it's just it's a it's a blanket statement. I don't think I can get on on board with. John, I guarantee you that if we were in this league and I offered you Matthew Stafford for OBJ, you would not take that trade. I well, it depends on who my quarterbacks are. I probably wouldn't take that trade because I'd have Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, I don't know Dak Prescott, something like that. Yeah, so so I I mean yeah I don't necessarily need Matthew Stafford because of the way I I'm, I draft I draft quarterbacks so aggressively. But if I if I needed a quarterback, hell yeah, I'm trading. I'll trade whatever it takes to get that guy because you have to have that. You can't compete without without a high-end quarterback at least one you can't do it okay especially in a six-point passing touchdown this is just a it's a quarterback league that's all that is all right you're so So. insanely wrong we can just move on (laughs) you did nothing to prove me wrong (laughs) i didn't have to you proved yourself wrong Uh, you're nuts you're not. <laughs> you make me act like this. All right, let's let's move on to another one. Uh, oh, good. No quarterbacks involved. Perfect. Okay, so this is at <laughs> ff underscore breakdown, and he tagged our Superflex uh. Pod account. It's gross. It's gross. full PPR. Like it matters. Kevin White straight up for Malcolm Mitchell, and this should be a quick one. I'm. You guessing. gotta go, Malcolm Mitchell. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sound like a huge hypocrite after last episode because I, I have, I have never had any love for Malcolm Mitchell, like ever, never, ever. And I still don't. And I'm no going to take Kevin White. No what? way. Oh no. I yeah, thought we were going to get through this real fast. Oh no. I told you. What happened? Malcolm Mitchell steps into the Brandon Cooks role. Yeah, I don't know about that. He's got an opportunity who, for increased I, volume. Let's leave it at that. Who who else is gonna play on the outside? Chris Hogan. Who's gonna eh, Chris Hogan's not a deep guy. Okay. Yeah, but okay, so who else is gonna play on the outside in Chicago? I, we kinda already talked about this, so I guess I'll just leave the Kevin White talk. All right, how about this? How about this? Let's let's make this a little bit easier. Who is more likely to be able to support, you know, two, three, maybe even four PPR pass catchers? Because that's what it's gonna take for either one of these guys. Tom Brady or Mitchell Trubisky. I don't like this question. Next. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Tom Brady is, but I, dude, how many chances is Malcolm Mitchell gonna get in this offense? How many chances? How many chances is Kevin White gonna up? get? <laughs> I know, but at least, at least with Kevin White, I can say this guy is a superior athlete. If he ever gets healthy, like I can, I could see this guy actually doing something. Malcolm Mitchell has been healthy and still can't even get on the field. Like I, I don't. Wait a second. I don't, I don't so, see the love that everyone else does. So, James, all of a sudden, when we bring up Kevin White, all of a sudden, athleticism matters to James. Is that what you're telling no, I'm me? I'm just saying, dude, you're comparing Kevin White to a bag of garbage, in <laughs> but my you opinion. Said, you said like, he's, yeah, he's it, the more it, The bag of garbage can't run and can't do anything, whereas Kevin White... Can wimp Dude, down you the give field, me so, so much crap athletic. all the time so, about yeah, using like, athleticism metrics. And when it fits your case, in the case of Kevin frickin' White, all of a sudden athleticism <laughs> metrics matter. That's what you're telling me right now. Dude, I, no, I am telling That's you that bullshit. If, I, if you are comparing if you are comparing guys like this that are going to be on the back end of your dynasty roster, sure, go ahead. However you want to differentiate them, I'm good with. When you're comparing guys who are going to succeed and not succeed in the NFL based on how they run in shorts, <laughs> yeah, to me that's that's a different that's a, a, there's a differentiating. But it's the same thing. There, you like, just use the same example. You're using his athleticism metrics to say that he's a better chance at an end of roster spot than Malcolm Mitchell is. No, I'm saying he was a first-round pick. Thing. I saw him succeed in college, and I feel like if he's healthy, he can succeed you on always, the field. You're always I telling me about that how that doesn't Mitchell. matter. Draft capital doesn't matter. Kevin White's three years, four years into his career at this point. It doesn't matter when he was drafted. It doesn't matter what his athleticism metrics are. The only thing that matters is what he's done in the NFL so far. You give that argument all the time, and then all of a sudden, when it when it fits your narrative you about use Kevin White, you, you're, all you're of a sudden that doesn't that matter anymore. T- and when when you like a player, and I don't like a player like Auden Tate, all of a sudden it matters. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, all yeah. Right. When you use it, you use it on a guy like Tyree Kill, and you go, "He was a fifth rounder." I'm not talking, Dude, I'm talking if, about Auden Tate could say Tom Br- Kevin You could White. say you could say Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't fit. At the athletic profile because his combine numbers were terrible I've and he was never a sixth rounder. Once made that at, argument. At, no, you haven't. You haven't because that argument doesn't have legs in that situation. So that's what I'm saying is like at some point when Odell you say Tyreek Hill was a fifth round no, pick, he doesn't. he's already done matter. it. He's already shown that he can succeed in the league. Neither one of these guys have shown they they can succeed in the league. If I'm rolling the dice on one of them, yeah, I'll. I'll I mean, what what else are you going to use to differentiate these guys, Travis? What else? Neither one has done anything in the league. At this point, what else are you going to use to try to differentiate them? I mean, I've made my I've made my point. Uh, I don't know, man. I I definitely think you, that you like, pick and choose when at metrics, some point when you have to use metrics matter to you, and with when draft matter, when draft capital matters to you, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. If if a player has already succeeded at the NFL level, then it doesn't. Okay, matter but if to they've already anymore. failed at the NFL level, then it still matters. That's what you're telling me. No, I don't want either one of these guys. But if I have to choose, which is kind of what the poll is, I'm going to use whatever I can to differentiate these two these two guys. So yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. I love trade shows. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's let's move on to uh, maybe some names with a modicum of fantasy relevance. All right, so Victor Coda at Victor 
C-O-T-A-34 on Twitter. He actually sent us two of them. The first one was the actual trade poll to Superflex Pod, and it looks like he was just involved in some uh, pretty heavy trade negotiations because later he sent us another question um, that was uh, along the same lines, not not identical but very similar. So let's start with his trade poll. He would be trading away Kareem Hunt, Richard Matthews, and pick 212 to get back David Njoku, Two twenty nineteen first, two twenty twenty first, and uh, pick three point oh three here in two thousand eighteen. This is a tight end premium, um, but uh, does that does that matter? Um, <laughs> there's a preview of uh, of my take on this particular trade, so but I want to hear what you guys got. I I think you take the picks. I, I don't I don't hate the pick side I really don't I, I think two two twenty nineteen picks two twenty twenty picks all, all first rounds plus Njoku is a really nice haul um, but I I already know that I'm higher on Kareem Hunt than most and I'm I'm not dealing him in this deal um, Rashard Matthews still has value and so does a two twelve this year so. Um, I think I'm going to keep that side only because I'm so high on Hunt and because I just. I devalue future picks. I, I just don't know. I mean, I've got a full year to acquire 2019 picks and two full years to acquire 2020 picks that maybe I can acquire without having to deal Hunt. So um, I think I'm going to lean that side. Yeah, I'll take Hunt, definitely. Wow. I mean, they don't hold nearly as much value as they seem to when you see first-round pick. I was wondering what John was going to do because he hates running backs and he hates picks. So, <laughs> yeah, so I was wondering which side he was going to go with there. It is tough. All right, so in that vein, though. Wait, no, hold on. First, follow- you guys are crazy. <laughs> okay. You're going to say that every trade. So. You're getting four <laughs> right, first-round picks for Kareem Hunt. They're not first-round yes, picks. They they're future are. picks. They're future picks. They're future firsts. Future, yeah, but they're still they're future still picks. at at some point in time they will be a first round pick. They are currently a first round pick in a future year. Okay, but for as unknown as the rookie picks are in two thousand eighteen, I know I you get have it. no way in hell of knowing what you're going to get in two thousand twenty, or even if you're still even going to be in the league. If you're even going to care what about those picks anymore, if you're caring less about future firsts. Because you don't know if you're going to be in the league, you should be playing dynasty football. That's messed up. Okay, okay. It's, it's yeah, yeah. I kind of agree with it's, that. It's, it's a it's a metaphor. It's no, meant it wasn't. It was it was literal. That, well, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe it depends on the league. Is it proxy or non proxy? Uh, all right, let's move on. You guys, that's dumb. Four first round <laughs> picks for a guy you paid. You never know when the rapture is going to come. You, paid you never know. For. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, you know. We four first either. round picks, unbelievable. Yeah, have fun <laughs> with those those twenty twenty picks when we're in a nuclear winter and you can't you don't have internet. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. Your only argument against this trade is <laughs> we don't know if the Earth is gonna be around. That's <laughs> well, fine. That's I've fine. got more arguments than that, but okay. okay. All right. So obviously this changes nothing well this might change something for travis wouldn't change anything for james i don't believe it's going to change anything for me but here's the updated offer that he that he got 
it would be Kareem Hunt, Richard Matthews, 212, so that side doesn't change. David Njoku, he would be getting back David Njoku. C.J. Anderson, 3.03, 3.05, 119 first, both 2020 firsts. And does that change anything for you? To get C.J. Anderson, essentially you're getting C.J. Anderson and a 2018 third rather than a 2019 first. Now this makes it worse. Mm-hmm. I would I would rather have a 2019 first than C.J. Anderson in the 305. Okay, so does that put you on the hunt side on this one? Did you see also, Travis, and something that our listeners can't see, um, unfortunately, is the roster that he sent us, his roster, um, that's attached to this tweet. And I guess I'll just – really the players he's moving. So – um, he has Hunter Henry, he has O.J. Howard, and he has Jesse James, and he's getting David Njoku. So that that's kind of a major part of what he's getting. His running backs with um, Kareem Hunt, he has Tariq Cohen, Kareem Hunt, Duke Johnson, and Marlon Mack. So giving roster configuration, does that change anything too? Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's only got four running backs scares me. He's giving up Kareem Hunt, he'd only have Cohen... Johnson and Mac. That's it. It's definitely closer. I would. I would probably keep Hunt. For for the record, I would like to point out too. I actually saw this offer before the other offer, um, and so when I saw his roster, that's kind of what made me really side with the Hunt. Just because, I mean, I, I Cohen, Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack. That's okay, but man, if you got to start two of those options, you have like nothing there. And the fact that, I mean, I like David Njoku, but when you have Hunter Henry and O.J. Howard, which are two young, high-upside tight ends, I mean, what, what, does, I mean, there's a chance David Njoku ends up your third-best tight end. I don't know that you're upgrading a position you need, and you're definitely downgrading a position you should be upgrading. So, to me, that, that played a big role, knowing kind of the roster configuration and, um, and what he yeah, had. for sure. And what he has kind of on his current roster. So, all right, next one, uh, Dynasty at Dynasty Reaper. He actually sent us two of them, both to our trades account and the podcast account itself. So this first one, twelve team half PPR super flex, and it's pretty simple. Which of these second year running backs would you rather have? Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook. I will take Dalvin Cook, then Leonard Fournette, then Kareem Hunt. All right, I will take Kareem Hunt, then Dalvin Cook, and then Leonard Fournette. And I'll take Dalvin Cook, then Kareem Hunt, then Leonard Fournette. So we <laughs> we weren't any, but Dalvin. No, Cook, yeah, Dalvin I guess, Cook is our consensus number one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and Twitter agreed with us. So just wanted to make. I sure. had Kareem Hunt number one, but it's okay. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, we had him number two, and we assume it's close. <laughs> you think you think? Oh, true words never spoken. Right. I think Auden Tate is good, so we, we can just disregard your opinion. All right. Anyways, next one. <laughs> you think Blake Bortles is good, so we can That's disregard your opinion. Statement. Oh, damn. <laughs> all right. Next one, also from Dynasty Reaper, twelve team, half PPR, super flex, and this is an actual trade poll. T. Y. Hilton and Josh Gordon. Or Devontae Adams, pick 1.09 and pick 210. 
I think that I think there's a ton of upside on the Hilton and Gordon side, and both of those players are not respected for their ceiling right now in in the community. Um, I mean, there's a legit chance six months from now, this would seem stupid on the Hilton and Gordon side, like not taking Hilton and Gordon. Like that's a legit possibility. As of right now, though, the the risk versus reward, like the risk is all on the Hilton and Gordon side. Like both of those players could absolutely blow up or they could absolutely not be any good for you. And so I think I'm going to stick with the Adams side because I think that Adams has a really high floor. And then you get the 109. I mean, maybe that's another... Maybe that's a, a solid running back prospect that you like. The two ten is a shot in the dark kind of at that point, but to I don't I don't know. I think I'd err on the on the on the side of safety with this one because that I would hate to make this trade and then have Hilton and Gordon both not pan out. Like that that's a legit possibility as well. I think for the first time in this episode, I'm going to agree with Travis. <laughs> And say that uh, that that's I, wow, yeah, John. That, I want a sound clip of that. I mean, can it, you email that to me later? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. No, I and and really, I don't have much else to add. I think you kind of went over everything. My thoughts too is, I mean, I just I, Hilton and Gordon have that high upside, like you said, and I don't I don't know that their upside is is being respected like you said. I'm pretty much saying word for word what you said because I agree with it. Uh, that's, nice. That's John, why, it. why oh, do we have James on this podcast? podcast? <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that Auden Tate is fairly represented. <laughs> yeah, fairly. And the bulldozer. Fairly. And the bulldozer, yep. <laughs> bulldozer. <laughs> um, all right, so for me, it's. I think that it's probably close enough that it could come down to roster construction. If you only have Devonte Adams as for your receivers, and then a bunch of crap, and you need to, you know, you need to start two wide receivers, I could see making this trade. But as long as that's not the case, at the end of the day, Devonte Adams consolidates the points of T.Y. Hilton and Josh Gordon, and there's significant value in that. Plus, you get two picks, and you know, two shots at potentially some running backs who can help you out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Adams side in a vacuum. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. Alright, here's an interesting one, and Twitter was pretty split on this one. Not not com- not quite 50-50, but kind of close. So 1.01 1. 
So, all right, first of all, this is a 12-team Superflex PPR. The only quarterback on this roster is Drew Brees. Have picks 101 and a bunch of late-round picks, third and beyond. Have David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey on roster. So what do you think of this trade? Give up the 1.01 and get back Dak Prescott and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I'm taking Dak and Kamara. Did that that hurt? It that, did. It, it's so hurt yeah. me so bad. It hurt me so bad to say that. <laughs> I, I God damn it, Travis. I'm gonna agree with you again. I, I <laughs> Dak and Kamara, and I don't feel one bit Man, good about rough. having that's the pass rough. on Saquon Barkley. But I honestly uh, think you could probably get like I, a second thrown in or something. Honestly, like I, I almost, God damn it, I, I almost feel like. What if I could just say, how about you take David Johnson and I'll take Dak and Kamara and keep the 1.01? Is, is that bad that I'm even considering that? Yeah. Like, David Johnson yeah, is so that's... good, and, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. My Saquon Barkley love is, is real. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll wean Dak and Kamara. A large part yeah. of it for me is his only QB on roster is Breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... He's got the 101 and then 304, 305, 404, 504. Like, he's got basically the 101 and no other trade pieces is what that tells me. He's got a bunch yeah. of he's got a bunch of garbage for picks. <laughs> like the 101 and then nothing. Like that's and when you're in that situation, he's obviously he's got Breeze and no one else. You can't be a legitimate contender in a super flex league with one quarterback on your roster. Like, right. yeah. So break that one Oh one up and, and help yourself out in multiple areas. Yeah. I'm also going to say we went into the off season with me feeling like I was on an Island on Alvin Kamara and some negative regression coming. And I feel like that's caught up. And now we're to a point where maybe it's going a little too far. I think Alvin Kamara has proven himself to be worth an early first-round pick at the very least. So, you know, call him 102, maybe, and throw Dak on top of that in a super flex. Yeah, to me, that's that's easily 1.01. All right, next one from you'll, at you'll go farve on Twitter. Uh, that's a fun little uh, pun. They sent this to our Superflex Trades account, our Superflex Pod account. This is a 12-team Superflex Dynasty half PPR quarter point per carry. And looks like he's trying to trade for Carson Wentz. Would you rather have Carson Wentz, or would you be would you be willing to give up Marcus Mariota and Christian McCaffrey? Or Marcus Mariota and 1.04. Which of those would you rather propose? Or would you just keep Mariota, keep McCaffrey, keep the pick, and pass on Wentz? I don't even see how that... That's my third option out of all three of those. That's the one I would want least, is Mariota and McCaffrey. So you would rather you would rather keep 104 than McCaffrey? Yes. You'd be, you'd be willing to give up McCaffrey to get Wentz? Absolutely. I'd be willing to give up McCaffrey to get the 104. Is that the question? 
Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, I would. It, yeah. it really kind of so it's it's kind of a two part question. It's super flex it because that's to... there's I guarantee you there's one quarterback going in those top three picks in most super yeah, flex rookie drafts. So plus half PPR quarter point per carry, both of those right diminish McCaffrey's value. So so I think I'm with you. It's 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 tough, but yeah, I think I'm I'm with you there. But so you would be willing to trade the combination of this is the other part of the question. You'd be willing to trade Mariota and McCaffrey to get Carson Wentz in this format. I think I would, and it's for me personally, it's it's largely because I I'm not a Christian McCaffrey believer. Mm-hmm. I, he's going to be a valuable player for many many years, sure, but he's not worth what he's worth right now. Well, it's interesting that you guys both would kind of choose that because I would rather have McCaffrey over the 1.4, 1.04, and I. Interesting. I think I would I would give up Mariota and the 1.04 for once, though, so I think I would make that deal. I'd probably make both deals, but I'd rather give up Mariota and the 1.04 for once than, uh, than McCaffrey. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I would, I would make either trade. I would rather keep the pick, believe it or not. Um, but, yeah, I'd rather make the pick at 1.04 with the possibility of either a quarterback – or a workhorse running back um, and uh, Carson Wentz on that team and take advantage of that .25 PPC. And Coach X at Xavier J. Warner on Twitter sent us one. 12-team dynasty, tight end premium, full PPR. Do you want Will Fuller and a 2019 first or pick 1.04? I think I I think I'm gonna go Fuller. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Will Fuller in the 2019 first. So you're wow. gi- you're giving up the 104 to get a high upside, probably wide receiver two, and mm-hmm. another shot at what could be the 104 or better or worse, obviously next year. Like you could end up, you could end up with Will Fuller and the 2019 101, or the 103, or the 106. Like obviously that's the risk, right? But you're bettering your team now, and you're getting a wide receiver. At I mean, we all know, obviously, John, that's your big thing is wide receivers last longer, have a longer, you know, productive shelf life. I guess you'd say for fantasy. And I think it, I think the upside is is high, and I don't know. I mean, I don't like. I don't know. I I normal Travis, you'd think would go with the 104 here, but I think you get a chance to reset. Like you're still getting a first round pick, and that could be even better than the one you're giving up. And then you're adding on a high upside wide receiver. I just if I had, you know, the depth to do so, I think I would do this trade. Yeah, I, I was not expecting you to say that. Like you said, I, I thought you were going to take the 1.04, but I agree with you. I, I think I would take Fuller. Obviously, I'm high on Fuller, higher than, than most, um, and the 2019 first. And I think you're right. I mean, you don't know where that 2019 first is going to be, but, I mean, it, it's a, a you know a 12-team league. Let's just say it's six, you know. That's kind of the average. 
let's just say it's six. Well, you move back two picks and you move a year back, but you get Will Fuller as the compensation to do so, and I'm I'm okay with that. Like you said, I mean, you have a high-end uh, wide receiver too. Um, that you know, I, I I think that's enough for me to move the 1.04 and and roll the dice on a 2019 first. So. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay with that. I, I agree with you, Travis. I would do that that too. Um, what do you think, John? Yeah, it's Fuller. So F- Will Fuller was awfully close to 1.04. I don't remember his exact ADP, and I don't have it pulled up. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, but <laughs> I'm not gonna do research. Screw that. That's why I have a podcast. But Will Fuller was awfully close to being <laughs> 1.04. Anyways, he's probably somewhere around 1.06. I'm going to guess, in uh, in the 2016 rookie class. And that was before he, you know, he went through the growing pains of being a rookie wide receiver in the NFL. Now he goes into the third year where the, you know, the third year wide receiver thing it ends up holding true for so many wide receivers. It might not for him, but I believe that it probably will. So, yeah, I mean, to give up on him now and basically just go back to where you were two years ago would just be insanity. And, and I mean, you could kick the can forever like that, and you would never get anywhere. So, yeah, Will Fuller, take advantage of the fact that somebody already went through the the process of waiting on him to become what he's about to be. Back to our friend Dewar Dynasty. This is a 10-man, two-quarterback, non-PPR league. Uh, Five-point passing touchdowns this time. Tyrod Taylor, 1.04 and a 2019 third. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, 2.04 and a 2019 second. I think I'm going to go with the Tyrod Taylor side. But it is very, very close. It's largely because mm. of the 104 uh, and yeah. the fact that Tyrod is undervalued. And I think he, even if it's even if it's not on the Browns, I think he's going to be a starter in the, in the NFL for the next three to four years. Even if he only starts half a year for the Browns. Like, he has shown enough where he's going to get multiple chances. So you've got a baseline there at the quarterback position in – two QB obviously the upside with Jimmy G is a lot higher but you get the 104 in exchange um yeah I don't know it's close but I think I think that's where I'm leaning right now yeah that's interesting I picked I I kind of expected you to go the other side with that and that I'm gonna go with the Jimmy G side just because I think his upside is higher than Tyrod's I think you made some good points though Travis you made me think a little bit because I think you're right. I think Tyrod is is a starter in this league. He's proven that he's going to start somewhere, whether that's Cleveland or not long term. I, I think we we probably all expect it isn't, but even you know even if it isn't, I think he is he is going to start. But to me, what made the the big difference here was ten man. The the fact this is a ten team league, like I want the the higher upside player. If Tyrod is a starter, that's great, but. He, to, for me to start him regularly, he has to be a top 20 starter. And I think he's there, but he's probably on the fringe. Whereas I think Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jimmy G can be um, 
uh, higher up there. You know, he can be a, a low-end QB1, in my opinion. High-end QB2 is his ceiling, um, in my opinion. So I'll, I'll, I'll give up the 1.04, get the 2.04, and then also swap a 2019 pick. I'll, I'll get the upgrade with the second instead of the third. So um, I'll lean that side, but I, I agree, Travis. I think this is closer than um, than most would think. Yeah, you're probably right about that. But yeah, I'm going Jimmy G. The other thing about this is 2.04. That's still that's the 14th best player. That's that's really not bad in a 10-man league, a uh, 10-team league. That 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 makes that that early second round pick far more valuable than it would be in a you know in a 12-team league. So um, I I think that there's still pretty decent value there. All right, next one from my personal favorite Twitter handle, at Nerf Crotch Bat, Kevin Caddy. (laughs) (laughs) And he tagged our Superflex Trades account. Eight-team, two-quarterback PPR. Is it two-quarterback or Superflex? Either way, no quarterbacks involved in this, so it doesn't matter. Eight-team, PPR, Superflex, Jarek McKinnon for Amir Abdullah and pick 1.05. Actually, let me rearrange that. Jarek McKinnon for pick 1.05 and some running back. <laughs> I am taking Amir Abdullah in the 105 all day, and I'm running and screaming in excitement. Yeah, I'm running after Travis trying to grab that pick and Amir Abdul from him <laughs> because I'm definitely taking that side too over McKinnon. A scared man runs faster than a madman, by the way. Oh, that sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I fully agree. I actually commented on that one. I mean, 105 over McKinnon, you know, just straight up. So, And then with Abdullah, you get a... You get a lotto pick that, or a lotto ticket that could turn into something. All right, back to Mr. Nerf Crotch Bat here. Um, another one to our Superflex Trades account. This is an eight, the same league, eight team PPR Superflex, and it's Allen Robinson for Joe Mixon and Kenny Stills. Robinson, it's Robinson. I don't like Allen Robinson all that much, but it's Allen Robinson. Yeah, I don't know. I is think... it Travis? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's Allen Robinson. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably still a mix and truther, and I. I probably would still have Robinson ranked higher than that package. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I like Mixon too, and I, I like his upside, but I like Allen Robinson's upside also. Like, and Kenny mm-hmm. Stills is. Yeah. It's a nice nice depth by a week guy, I guess, but that doesn't really add anything to the trade. Yeah, very little. I agree. Yeah. Man, we haven't had any fireworks in a while. Maybe uh maybe we've got one here coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dynasty FF addict at Rocky underscore Petrella. Twelve team PPR Superflex, which side? Uh Tyrod Taylor. Bilal Powell and a 2019 second or 1.09. All right, I'll kick it off. I, I, I'll uh, I'll take Tyrod, Bilal Powell, and the 2019 second. 
I think a lot of it's for the same reason that Travis stated about Tyrod Taylor earlier, is that I just expect that he'll be a starting quarterback for a few years. The 1.09 is really kind of where it starts to get to the point where, you know, you don't know who's going to be available. It's really hard to predict the type of player that's going to be there, who's going to go ahead of them. In a super flex, you got to think that most of the top quarterbacks are going to be gone. Maybe that means a decent running back falls to you, or maybe you have your pick of receivers there. But boy, in a super flex, I'd rather have Tyrod. I get a 2019 second and Bilal Paul, who could be a starting running back. It, you know, for New York, I mean, his main competition is Isaiah Crowell, and I don't, I don't know that that's competition he can't overcome. I, I don't know that he does, but I mean, either way, I, I think I'd rather have Tyrod Powell and a 19 second um, over the 1.09 and whatever player and position that might be. Yeah, I think you guys convinced me on Tyrod Taylor a few minutes ago. Believe it or not, I mean, you know, I'm quarterback guy all the way in a super flex league but i i think that a lot of people share the same concern that i came into this with which is that tyrod taylor is clearly a bridge guy you know one point the the first overall pick in the nfl draft is going to be a rookie or is going to be a quarterback he'll also be a rookie probably but he'll definitely be a quarterback and you know it and, and it feels like, I mean, if you take a guy at 1.01, the the goal is going to be to get him on the field as fast as possible. So clearly Tyrod is just a, a bridge guy to whoever that is. And I think that that's scaring a lot of people off. And I'll be honest, myself included. Um, but I think that you guys are probably right. That doesn't mean that this is the end of the road for Tyrod Taylor. It doesn't mean that he lands on the Cleveland bench and then rides off into the sunset. There's going to be another opportunity for him to do probably the same thing next year. And uh, there, there are several more years of, uh, of production for Tyrod Taylor. So, yeah, I think I'm going to take the Tyrod side on this. All right, one last one. This is a, a question about best ball, a best ball draft question. I waited too long to draft a backup quarterback. Who does Twitter like to get the most play this year? Warning, this may be offensive to some readers. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not totally sure. Oh, okay, now I see why. Josh, <laughs> here's your list of guys. Who do you want as a backup um, in uh, best ball? Josh McCown, that's the offensive part. <laughs> Sam Darnold. AJ McCarron also offensive or Lamar Jackson. I t- I take offense to you saying that McCown is the offensive part. <laughs> really? Do you? I voted McCown. <laughs> I voted McCown on this one. You think he's going to start all year over Baker Mayfield? You're, you're Baker boy, Mayfield is man. not an option on this list, John. Mind yourself. No, but, but he's going to the but, Jets. Yeah, Baker Mayfield's going to be this the the quarterback of the Jets. Baker Mayfield was Twitter. not an option on this list. But I'm not saying that it is. You but don't know. He affects, That's not, he come af- on, he Mr. No Landing Josh Spot. Mc- <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. Okay, you're just creating some drama because it's been too long. No. Right, so tell, listen, tell me I'm insane. Listen, you're going to... Okay, he, this guy's drafting a best ball league in April. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And he, he waited too long to draft a backup quarterback. Yeah. 
give me the guy who I know is going to start one game. Like, we don't know any of these guys are going to start any games this year. Uh, you're starting, you're drafting if, a league in April. <laughs> I don't. Uh, For best I'm, ball, I, like, you don't, you don't get. I'm not making the connection. You don't get waiver wire pickups. You don't get. Right. Like, this is, you draft this team and that's it. Give me the guy who's yeah. going to see the field in 2018 100%. Like, hmm. we don't, we I mean, don't okay, know so I, if any three of these other guys are going to see the field. Okay, I, I, I see what you're saying. First of all, my point about Baker Mayfield is he affects Josh McCown's value. He affects Josh McCown's ability to stay on the field and therefore his best ball value. Is Baker Mayfield a Jet? Not yet. No, he's not. Formal- he's not a Jet. You can't tell me. If you're telling me you'll bet me 20 bucks that he's a Jet and I get the field, all day I'll take that bet. All day. Yeah. Yeah, I the the feel well, yeah, okay. You can't say he's a jet. That's ridiculous. He's he's going to be a you jet. You don't know I that. Mean, bet me then. I'm not gonna bet exactly. Because right, you're right. right. You 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 gotta bet the field on Exactly. That, but... That's my point. You gotta bet the field. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so can, I, just getting back to this question, I, I'm, I'm going to be the absurd we one We never now, left okay? the question. Uh-huh. We've been at this question. <laughs> well, we're talking about Baker Mayfield, who isn't even an option in this question. So I, I think we kind of deviated a little bit, but um, uh, okay. I, I digress. So, look, I, I'm going to be the one that's going to be a re- unreasonable here, and you guys can tell me um, how ridiculous I am because – I, I get the McCown answer. I mean, his main competition as of right now that we know is a guy who's coming back from a severe leg injury that was supposed to end his career in Teddy Bridgewater. So, I, I mean, I totally get that answer. But, dude, A.J. McCarron's main competition right now oh my God, gross. is Nate Peterman, mm. is Nathan Peterman. Oh, my God, He has gross. to beat out Nathan Peterman. It is gross. It is gross. And the Bills would have to trade up to get a quarterback, in my opinion, that they'd be comfortable with. If that doesn't happen, dude, A.J. McCarron's going to start games. And I know it sounds terrible, but I'll take the A.J. McCarron side in this this poll here. Uh, you're, you guys are both nuts. Okay. I, so the problem is we don't know who his first quarterback is. That makes things a little tougher here. But I have a hard time believing that that guy is so bad that there's any chance that Josh McCown or especially AJ AJ McCarron ends up being his best quarterback in any given week. There's one guy on here who may or may not start some games, but if he does, if he gets on the field, he is going to be a, a best ball producer. He's going to be the type of guy who makes it into your lineup in a best ball league multiple times throughout oh, yeah. the course of the season. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't think so? I, I – no. No, I don't. <laughs> I can't even sugarcoat it. No, I don't. I'm, I'm not a Lamar Jackson guy at all. But, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm interested to hear your take. Well, so to me, Lamar Jackson has – you know, okay. There's there's definitely some lazy analysis to it. You know, there's there's some 
there's some creativity to the way Lamar Jackson plays the game. It's not the type of thing where, you know, you have to keep him on the bench to learn the playbook and adjust his mechanics and stuff like that. It's it's all going to come down to does this guy give you the best chance to win right now? And he's probably going to land on a team, Buffalo, where he does. He absolutely gives them the best chance to win. And he's going to make it onto the field. And when he does, he's, you know, it's not going to be a watered-down version of the playbook like you would get with with some of these pocket passers who you're asking to make good reads and things like that, like Sam Darnold. You're asking Lamar Jackson to go out and make plays, and that's what he does. And that's what you need in best ball. You need playmakers. You 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 don't need any kind of floor necessarily. You're looking for high upside. And to me, Lamar Jackson has the, easily the, the highest upside, at least for this season, on this list. I think you discount how sexy of a mofo A.J. McCarron is, but <laughs> that's that's just my take on it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think Travis is in the middle of puking right now after hearing <laughs> my AJ McCarron take. And with that, we'll wrap it up for the week. And uh, as we do so, we're going to ask you for a quick favor: if you would rate and review the podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, if you haven't already. And uh, those ratings and those reviews just help us to improve the content because it helps us to improve our reach, helps us to expand our reach, and it helps us to um, get more listener questions and more trade polls, get more people involved in the conversation so that we can really zero in on the topics that are meaningful to you, the listener. So if you would do that for us, it would be a huge favor, and we'd really appreciate that. You can send us your trades, send us your questions, send us your comments to at SuperFlexPod for the podcast account, at SuperFlexTrades for the trades, the trades account. Travis is at TravisNFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. Follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty and the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore network. And speaking of that network, follow the entire network of podcasts, the Fantasy Football Fellas, the Dynasty Warzone, the IDP Edge Crushers, the Devi Watch Podcast, Capology 101, and the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction. And above all else, thank you to every last one of you beautiful listeners. We appreciate your time, and we will talk to you again next week. And until then, bye. Bye.